Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles, your home sold guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic, COVID-19, a pandemic of ventilator deaths, what they don't want you to know. And this is a special episode uh, about mass hysteria and the real estate market and my personal story. If a nurse reported a recent 100% death rate following the therapies, respiratory therapies she's been giving, using ventilators, giving to a large number of patients, should she continue to provide the same morbidly unsuccessful therapy? What if her hospital is getting paid extra to provide the proven deadly therapy, while she's also being protected from any adverse consequences of her actions? What if the nurse benefits from the poor results without risk or of penalty to her own career or finances? What if patients are not provided adequate opportunity to get a second opinion regarding these deadly procedures? And what if nobody is allowed to criticize or question this deadly therapy? The Loft blog has been warning of respiratory disease and especially harmful overreaction for well over 18 months. The following is my own true story as it relates to what has been called the biggest fraud ever perpetuated, perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. Biggest fraud ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. Several doctors have used almost exact same words. Those doctors, of course, are being censored, deplatformed, um, and so forth. Fraud comes in many forms. Some of those are subtle. When the public is led toward panic while being led away from informed consent, that is fraud. <clears throat> so why is a real estate broker talking about health care? Well, for several reasons. Previously, I've not been limited to real estate through my career of over 50 years, or I should say nearly 50 years. I've been a U.S. Air Force data specialist, also been a medical device marketing specialist and health industry writer. As a journalist to this day, I have a responsibility to report all truth, especially if it affects downtown Los Angeles real estate or if it affects life or death. I'm still known by some as an experienced medical device marketing professional, and I should write about COVID ventilator deaths because I am among the few who can. Active licensed medical practitioners are today being fired if they tell the truth. In general, they're not allowed to provide you with any information that may differ at all from that which Big Pharma orders them to say. I have the data, the experience, and capacity. I have no risk of losing a medical license because I don't need a medical license. Uh, other reasons why I write this, mass hysteria has directly affected real estate, primarily in urban neighborhoods like downtown Los Angeles along with other major metropolitan areas that are now experiencing economic losses and increasing crime related to panic, fear, and related re-suburbanization. Most importantly, because I have happen to have sets of very relevant experience, personal and professional, in um, this marketing career of mine spanning nearly 50 years, I've helped to market, advertise, and sell medical equipment, including Newport Medical NMI ventilators. I'm very concerned, very concerned, when I hear numbers of respiratory therapists 
dramatically expressed their concerns that they're being ordered to kill COVID patients by using improper procedures and protocols. So we're gonna discuss that here, doesn't that sound important? Working directly with RT, respiratory therapists and ventilator manufacturers, I've learned that ventilators are nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> They're one of the most critical life or death medical technologies on the planet. They breathe for people who cannot breathe for themselves. If a patient is suffering respiratory distress, even if they can breathe for themselves, but say they're not registering a specific questionable level of oxygen, doctors will often actually paralyze the patient's airway so the patient can no longer swallow, cough, or breathe. If the intubated patient does not receive sufficient attention, if the therapy is improper or the machine is set to the wrong setting, the patient dies. If the therapy is not quite perfect, the patient dies. If the patient has a very bad cold or pneumonia, where the patient has liquid or phlegm in the lungs that cannot, that must be expectorated, which is normal for a bad cold or flu, that's coughing and sneezing. The patient on a ventilator cannot expectorate, cannot achieve proper oxygen levels, thus suffers a stunningly high chance of death. Therapists have been ordered, and some are still being ordered this day, to crank up the ventilation pressure higher and higher, even though the therapist is fully aware that the patient will deteriorate toward demise with this therapy. Medical professionals bear no risk in providing these horrific procedures to COVID patients. The greedy, hasty medical culture of today is set up overwhelmingly in favor of treatment and over-treatment. Medical professionals are today only at risk if they fail to treat. They're protected if they over-treat. And they're harshly punished for disagreement or disobedience. In an era of intense censorship and massive pro-pharma pro propaganda, the careers and livelihoods of medical professionals are on the line if they tell the truth. Fortunately, more than one brave or foolish nurse, respiratory therapist, and doctor has ventured to inform the public, to tell the truth to the public. A few have stepped forward to admit to the fear and horror involved with subjecting, subjecting recent patients to 100%, up to 100% chance of death through this highly fatal medical treatment. Many of the deaths are preventable simply by avoiding ineffective treatment. Professionals who use a more traditional approach, such as nasal cannula oxygen, that's the kind you see commonly in television and movies, when they do that, they report a much better, better than 50% survival rate. Patients who receive no treatment of all have often seen the best results. Respiratory therapists have been trained to cajole the patient into ventilator therapy by telling the patient that they will die without the ventilator. The therapist knows, however, that the patient will likely die with the ventilator, with some reporting up to a 100% chance of death by ventilator in certain instances, in recent instances. Concerned respiratory therapists have reported that for most COVID patients, an oxygen less is more. Due to today's radical culture of rampant overtreatment, shockingly aggressive propaganda campaigns, and extreme censorship, proper changes to respiratory care are not being promptly implemented. I have a unique vantage point from which to see the totality 
of pandemic hysteria. With a background in medical technologies and one of the largest databases in the real estate industry, I have unique access and communication with tens of thousands of individuals. In, a, in my database, a number of young, totally healthy individuals who have died of today's bad flu season is very close to zero. Compare this to historic epidemics such as the Black Death bubonic plague of the year 1350. It's a good example. That killed nearly one-third the population of Europe. Today's so-called plague, the standards have been set artificially low. Nothing remotely like a historic bloodborne plague that wiped out more than 30% of some populations in the past. The CDC reports that today's airborne pathogen pandemic kills far less than 1% of the population, much closer to 0% of the population. We've seen and heard others who have had COVID, usually undetected, with mild symptoms or no symptoms at all, and several with bad cold symptoms, like yours truly, complicated by panic and made worse by overtreatment in many cases. People feel pressured to go to doctors and hospitals when they have cold symptoms. And then they get pressured if their oxygen is too low or something else, they're told they will die if they don't take these therapies which are themselves deadly. A few we've heard of have actually passed away, mostly from old age related diseases or hospital mistakes. These are not reasons to create more mistakes and to destroy more lives. We've got to put things into perspective. Compare the 30%, above 30% death rate of the Black Death to approximately 0% death rate for COVID-19. It's, it's not 1%, it's not 2%, 15%, or 30%. It's very close to 0%. Much, much, much less than 1% death rate for COVID-19. We're talking about total deaths from COVID-19. The most massive bloodborne pandemics in history killed many, a much bigger percent of the population. But even the worst bugs, even those could not kill 100% of the population. Today's relatively very weak respiratory pandemic utterly lacks the deadliness of those historic bloodborne pathogens. On top of that, respiratory viruses have always, always burned themselves out long before they could possibly kill a large percentage of the population. By any reasonable standards, the death rate is low, and respiratory viruses are not a significant threat to humanity. To verify this, look at the total excess death count, which is similar to previous bad flu years. Today's total death count is in no way similar to the Black Death years, for instance. In fact, Dr. Burks admitted to a liberal policy regarding comorbidity. She and the CDC admit that more than 94% of, of so-called COVID deaths are linked to other deadly diseases and other deadly pre-existing conditions. More than 94% of the so-called COVID deaths linked to other diseases. <laughs> No matter how the profiteers try to hype, hype it up, COVID is not the leading cause of death in the world today. The leading causes of death are today ignored, neglected, 
in favor of the exciting disease du jour, COVID, and its sparkling new variants. The real leading causes of deaths are not only ignored, but they're actually encouraged. Did you get your free donuts? But that's not all. Coming soon. Get free 10 booster shots and 10 free donuts. What a deal. Or is it? You know, unhealthy government propaganda and healthcare profession promotion of bad health is nothing new. <clears throat> did you get plenty of DDT? And did you get plenty of fresh camel cigarettes? Well, I mean, they were promoted by the government and doctors decades ago as being healthy. Did your grandparents take their proper doses of snake oil, heroin, and cocaine in the 1880s? How about shock treatment, leeches, blood-sucking leeches or lobotomy, dissection of your brain to lift your spirits? They were all commonly promoted and prescribed by government medical doctors and salesmen alike, <clears throat> all endorsed by the medical establishment. There is one questionable treatment device that might actually be more appropriate now and more needed today, the hysteria vibrator. You read about that. At least we know that that vibrator will not cause shoulder and arm injury, Guillain-Barre syndrome, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, ADEM, idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, paralysis, permanent death disability. At least we know the vibrator won't cause those. Other treatments do cause them. Take an irresponsible glimpse of the negative effects of overreaction, the devastation of urban centers with riots, crime and collapsing condo prices in my area, downtown Los Angeles, and many other urban areas, devastated financially, the real estate markets, while they report wonderful real estate news on the mainstream news. Well, it's not wonderful, especially in um, downtown and urban centers. Real estate deaths, the real deaths of countless under-reported, under unreported lockdown casualties, including my own uncle Lonnie and my cousin Gavin, killed by lockdown depression, not by a virus, by the lockdown overreaction by themselves, by the government, by some so-called doctors. The countless untold stories of child suicide and even worldwide starvation that's being underreported and other underreported, unreported horrors that are going on. Our government and healthcare industries have starkly refused to conduct even the most reasonable survey of the adverse health, economic, and social consequences of lockdown and other government overreach. And they're trying to overreach more and more. <clears throat> Flip-flop Fauci and others, they flatly refuse to count or consider the dire negative consequences of their actions. They refuse to account for deaths, disabilities, anxiety, accidents, riots, even explosions, poverty, pollution, and other suffering caused by these overreactions that they have purposely frothed up to benefit their own profit 
and their own power. They ignore an 80% to 100% ventilator death rates. They ignore the destruction, destruction of millions of small businesses and devastation to the middle class, worldwide poverty. The perpetrators have thus far taken no responsibility for nonsensical overreactions and unbridled mass hysteria, which characterizes today's ongoing pandemic of what good, honest doctors have sanely labeled a bad flu season. Ethical doctors who are being censored, threatened, harassed, and fired like never before in history for telling the truth. If the medical industry is willing to continue to provide ventilation therapy with an 80% or so average death rate, imagine how high of a death rate they're willing to accept from experimental and extremely profitable vaccinations which many doctors say are not vaccinations, but they're RNA therapies, experimental RNA therapies that do not even qualify to be called vaccinations in the opinion of many doctors. Those doctors, of course, are immediately censored, deplatformed. We already have some answers to this deadly question. Government and the healthcare industries have a long history, written, recorded history, of being astonishingly willing to accept a sky-high rate of death and injury for therapies with little or no efficacy. Whenever the public allows it, government officials and medical industries have a, this long history of being wrong, of promoting fraudulent epidemics, provo- promoting fraudulent epidemics previously with fraudulent cures. It's nothing new. And remember the swine flu vaccine fraud of 1976. The absolutely atrocious percentage of ventilator deaths are only one example of countless instances of psychotic behaviors that make up today's frantic stampede of mass hysteria. More than anything else, they want you to lose faith in your own body and its natural, scientifically proven ability to benefit from trillions of viruses. They don't want you to know that the very foundation of your health is based on beneficial bacteria and viruses. They only want you to know what fits the desired political narrative. Today, any news that doesn't fit that narrative does not make it to the primetime news. The human body is comprised of more bacteria cells and virions than human cells. We are more bacteria and viruses than we are human in that respect. We are bacterial and viral creatures. Medical doctors are only just barely beginning to learn of the very deadly consequences of antibiotics which kill the body's vital natural ecology of beneficial bacteria. And they haven't even gotten close to measuring the the extreme health consequences of their anti- viral therapies that are new, that, that they don't understand what they are, and they have no, not even the beginnings of understanding the ramifications of their uh, attack on healthy viruses, and viruses that are sometimes occasionally not healthy for a few, while at the same time being healthy for most. Thousands die every day from over-medication, over-treatment, and inappropriate treatments, almost all covered up. 
Doctors routinely fail to warn patients of the true nature of side effects. The truth is, you take too much antibiotics and you may find yourself bleeding from every orifice because you've killed your beneficial bacteria and thus invited, open the door for bad bacteria to take over your body. I've seen people start to die from this very thing, people close to me. Most medical doctors receive very little education on viruses. The medical establishment and public are today vastly uneducated, illiterate, profoundly uninformed about the vital nature of the human virome. Still wallowing in the Victorian era, the healthcare industry is grossly uneducated and ignorant about the symbiotic relationship between humans, the common cold, and the flu, and countless other viruses. We are bacterial and viral creatures, along with yeast and other vital creepy crawlies that make up our healthy bodies. You and I are made up of 380 trillion viruses. Colds and flu are part and parcel to humanity. We've developed, uh, we've evolved together. Without colds and flu, there are no humans, and vice versa. With today's medical technology, the only way to fully prevent bad flu seasons is to kill all humans. And today we're allowing runaway quackery quackery, false cures that are far worse than the disease. Today's ongoing crusade of mass hysteria sadly marches us, marches us all down the wrong path, the path to worsening health. Like the respiratory nurse who reports to lament her recent 100% ventilator death rate, yet keeps right on killing, the medical industry gets paid to provide us misinformation about our own bodies. The current state of public health emergency provides extra payment to hospitals, incentive to overreport and overhype, and extra incentive to kill us with ventilators. The good doctors, the ones who are being censored, they try to remind us that viruses are part and parcel to our good health. Those good doctors are being censored. They're unable to get out the truth. Our bodies are made to handle colds, flu, and pneumonia even as some unhealthy and elderly often naturally pass away from these same illnesses, from these same viruses that keep a, a, the rest of the, the majority of the population more healthy. The bad doctors who are presently in charge peddle panic, obfuscate comorbidity, and attempt to force experimental treatments and other improper therapies. While it may be understandably difficult to tell when large numbers of people are behaving in a manner that is counterproductive, here's how you can identify mass hysteria by these collective obsessional behaviors, crazes, and abnormal group beliefs. The first one being uh, based on panic or fear. Large numbers of people take actions that may be detrimental to their own health, welfare, and well-being. Secondly, large numbers of people ignore, discourage, or even hide information that may be beneficial to their own health and well-being, embracing censorship and propaganda from perceived leaders and charismatic figures. Thirdly, large numbers of people undertake unnatural actions such as prolonged wearing of masks that reduce oxygen and increase consumption of human wastes, including carbon, di carbon dioxide and other toxins. Four, large numbers of people seeking medical 
treatment for symptoms that are normally treated at home, such as sniffles and cough, risking death from overtreatment and hospital mistakes. Huge number of hospital mistakes uh, underreported, and if you research carefully, you could find that in some cases 25% of hospital deaths are caused by hospital mistakes. Last, large numbers of people being misinformed that they are sick or at extreme risk of illness or death, and told that over and over until they, tar- until they begin to believe it. They're following strange fads, such as face masks, and then riots. Does that sound familiar? Those are signs of mass hysteria. Another reason why I write this article from first-hand experience I and healthy friends who have had a very bad cold, and we've let our bodies deal with it the natural, healthy way. We're all very much alive and stronger than ever before. Some of those who have had pre-existing conditions over medication or inappropriate medical treatments are dead. The tragic deaths of the few are then being exploited politically to increase medical tyranny while the stories of millions and millions and millions and millions of healthy people who've had the virus with little or no illness, those stories are being covered up. Countless deaths caused by over-medication, pre-existing conditions, inappropriate medical procedures, and hospital mistakes, those are likewise being covered up. I know the good medical professionals, I've worked with them for years. The good doctors are honest. They're against hype. They're against hysteria. The good doctors have good results. Good doctors produce good results. Good doctors are focused on good results. But the good doctors are not presently in charge. The corrupt, inhuman, corporate beasts are are controlling your health today, along with their partners in crime the drooling, power-hungry politicians. They're in charge of the world's health. They're in charge of downtown Los Angeles. They're in charge of real estate. They're in charge of your dwindling dollar value. As they forcefully deny us a second opinion, they admittedly snuff out 50% to 100% of the lives of ventilator patients. These corrupt creeps are increasingly in charge of our once-independent lives. They freely admit to carrying zero zilch about the casualties, the atrocities, depression, global poverty, injuries, deaths, disasters linked to their misdeeds. Corrupt politicians and their armies of greedy quacks will never willingly hand us back power and control. Some say the details of the pandemic are even more sinister, more diabolical than we might imagine. Regardless of our varying beliefs, though, history shows that destruction of free speech always leads to atrocities. If we wish to avoid denial of basic rights, avoid preventable deaths, among other lingering catastrophic consequences of medical tyranny, we must take back our God-given liberty and health by all means necessary. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles.